Yo. What is up, Gen Nation? Scythex here with the Multiversal Podcast, Episode 9. It's not Gen, it's not G-Gen if it's not a train wreck, okay? I'm just going to throw it out there right now. It's not G-Gen if it's not a train wreck. I just did... I just did a half hour worth of the show with my mic muted. I'm going to throw that out there and admit that to everybody listening. So, train wreck. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to have to, you know, redo everything I just did with uh, now that you guys can hear me. So, this is episode nine. We're going to get through it. Much quicker than I previous just did. Um, we are on all podcast channels, Spotify, Amazon, etc. Uh, thank you for listening on those podcast channels. Um, just search GGen and you will find us on your favorite app on your Android or iPhone. We also have merch available. Shirts, shorts, cups, mugs, hoodies, all all the good stuff and all the merch goes directly into you know helping us improve the channel to put out a better better quality content for you so if you are picking up merch comment let us know on facebook twitter how you're liking uh what you got how you're liking it etc and uh, we truly appreciate that now (laughs) i just went through this whole thing with mayans but um The Mayan finale, like, it was fantastic. Um, Like I was saying before that you couldn't hear me. It left the door open for multiple storylines to go. Um, Adelita being in the cartel. Galindo coming back to the cartel. um, To work with this cartel. So, you know... She basically empowers him on the U.S. side, so he's back in play. Galindo having his kid back, um, Angel getting at you know his kid back from Adelita, but she's keeping the secret that she's working for the cartel, basically. Um, even though it's crazy because her whole thing from the jump was a rebellion against the cartels, specifically Galindo's. Now they're working together, which is even more interesting. So that storyline's happening. Easy kills off his prison king, um, who's been holding information, you know, about him, you know, about Easy being a snitch and all this stuff, talking to the feds. And, uh,. He basically, you know, gives the guy a choice. He's like, you can take this gun, put a bullet in your head, and I'll hand all this money to your family. Or you could try something stupid. I put the bullet in your head and your family gets nothing. And uh, the dude tried something stupid. And easy put him down and boom. That was the end of it. 
but now the family's looking for him and uh you know the wife going crazy she was crazy to begin with pretty to do like shit anyway and um she kind of thinks easy has something to do with it and it's gonna be interesting easy also triggers the kill switch in the church which he he basically the way bishop got removed as president he tells alvarez to trigger the kill switch without which alvarez wrote in the original bible of the mayans which basically puts a vote to everyone and removes the president, you know, who's in power at the time. And uh, Easy triggers the kill switch on Alvarez now that he's, you know, back as president or whatever. And um, it he basically gets a unanimous vote. Like they want war. They want to go to war with the sons big time. They want blood. And Alvarez is trying to find the peaceful solution. And, uh... Nobody was wanting that. They didn't want the peaceful solution. So... Here we are. Kill switch engage. And boom. Alvarez is out. Easy is now the president. Easy then appoints Bishop to be vice president. And um, Angel is not happy about the the vote. He wanted the peaceful situation. He doesn't want to fight. It seems like Angel doesn't want to fight anymore now that he has his kid. And um, But he's unaware of Adelita fighting on the cartel side. And part of the kill switch of removing... Alvarez was working with the cartel with this giant warehouse of heroin and um, you know starting the pipeline again basically and getting money back to the club and it seems like at the end I believe it's Angel it seems like Um, Angel burns down the warehouse full of weed, which is going to, you know, obviously cause tension with the cartel and the Mayans. Um, Adelita's probably going to be hunting whoever did it. It's going to end up being Angel. It's going to cause this whole weird thing, you know. And nobody in the club knows that Adelita's back and he has a kid with Adelita and the kid's alive and all that stuff. So that's another weird storyline happening. Um, you know, Easy's storyline of being president now. Um, Alvarez's chapter apparently closes. We may see him here and there, but I, I think he's he's pretty much done with uh, Mines at this point. They gave him somewhat of a, a of a clean send off, and uh, yeah, and, and the whole season is going to be basically the war, <laughs> the war with the Suns. I mean, we got to see Chibs. We finally, we got to see, you know, um, not Chibs, uh, Tig. We, we get to see Tig, who we haven't seen since the Suns, basically. Um, 
having a friendly conversation with Alvarez and trying to come up with like a peaceful solution so the clubs aren't warring because you know uh, Sam Crow and you know Alvarez have a history and they kind of buried their history together in the Suns um, series so now with all this brewing uh, you know and, and the war between Santo Padre and the rest of the Mayans with uh, the other chapters of the Suns. Um, and now that Alvarez is out, it, it's the next season is going to be full blown war and uh, it's going to be epic. The whole all, next season is going to be epic between the cartel shit, the angel Adelita shit, the easy side shit, uh, the, the easy president shit, the Suns van Arke, Like it, It's just going to be nuts. Next season is going to be nuts. This finale was great. It ended crazy. There's so many different storylines going on, and uh, I, I cannot wait. You should highly, highly catch up. I highly recommend you catching, starting the series if you haven't already. Catch up and get ready for the next season because it's going to be absolutely wild. Mr. Buzzworth says next season is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Absolutely. Um. I, uh, Mr. Brothers, I spent like 20 minutes talking about this and my mic was muted. So the train wreck continues for Gen Nation. But, um, so we circled back around. We got through it. That was the Mayans finale. Um, I'm probably forgetting something that I mentioned 20 minutes ago, but it was a fantastic finale. Left the doors open for a ton of storylines, and I cannot wait for next season. Um, Again, Easy's in control now. Bishop's back in a power chair. And uh, it's, it's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. Um, also, Potter's back. That's Psycho. Uh, D, uh, that's Psycho Federal Agent. So, it, the whole thing is just going to be nuts. Next season's going to be nuts. And speaking of nuts... We're going to revisit Obi-Wan. Uh, this finale is some of the best Star Wars uh, cinematography, I guess you could say. The best Star Wars we've seen on screen in live action. This finale had the best fight scene that I can remember. Uh, of any prequel, sequel, old. It was incredible. It was incredible. Now, I I hate The Last Jedi. I've said it a million times. It's one of the worst um, Star Wars movies ever made. Along, and the worst being Rise of Skywalker. Um, But I, I hated The Last Jedi. We could have got such a cool Kylo Ren, Luke Skywalker fight. They gave us bullshit. They gave us dog shit. Um, however, The Last Jedi did give us a cool Ray Kylo Ren team up lightsaber battle in Snook's throne, you know, throne room or whatever with the, the Imperial Guards and everything. It doesn't come close. It doesn't come close to the fight we got between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Darth Vader in his prime. Obi-Wan getting his strength back. 
The whole series is basically Obi-Wan regaining his uh, connection to the Force. And by the time they have their showdown, I still think Obi-Wan was not powerful enough yet. But it was... Um, he, he, like... I, and I mean it as far as, like, um, his max potential. But he was powerful enough to defeat Vader. Which is insane. Uh, like, the way, like, the first half of the fight, Vader's beating his ass. Second half of the fight, Obi-Wan levels up and goes Super Saiyan and just puts the hurt to Vader. And it was fantastic. And then they keep cutting away and showing us Reva. And, like, I know we have to tie up this storyline of Reva hunting, you know, the Skywalker kids and whatever. Every time they cut away, I was getting pissed off because I just wanted the full episode of them fighting because it was that epic. It was that epic. Obi-Wan and, and whoever the person was who like thought of this thank you thank you for having vader be agile and not a stiff robot because if you watch vader you know like in the old movies he's a stiff robot man like he's fighting luke and obi-wan and whatever in the old movies and he's basically turning his whole body you know holding his lightsaber <laughs> And, you know, he's doing his thing. Obviously, he's super powerful, whatever. And, you know, he wins these fights or whatever. But he's just so stiff with it, you know? He's so stiff with it. When he's fighting Obi-Wan, he, he had complete flex flexibility, complete, you know, crazy agile. He's moving around like he didn't have all this robotic shit on him. It was a beautiful, beautiful fight. Uh, Mr. Brothersworth said, I would have to say this series is by far the best Star Wars series in the franchise. It's up there, man. The only thing that comes close to it right now for me is Mandalorian. Because Mandalorian is a master class in writing. And shots. Uh, you know, filming. Uh, casting choices. Like, it, it, it is a master class. But this Obi-Wan show delivered in the best way possible. It also left the door open for Obi-Wan to go on his own for a season two. It left the door open for Darth Vader to go on his own for his own show which we need 100% because this is the best version of Vader we've ever gotten since Rogue One. Like, the, Rogue One and Obi-Wan, the best Vaders. Like, ever. But Obi-Wan goes on his path, and Mr. Buttersworth says, Obi-Wan finally was able to talk to Qui-Gon at the end. Dude, I went nuts. Yes, it was awesome. And Qui-Gon didn't have to say much. It was short, sweet, it was, you know, 
it was simply I was I've been here the whole time. You just weren't ready to see me type of thing. Basically how um, it was basically like Luke, you know, seeing the force ghosts. He wasn't ready to see that until the end of the trilogy. It's basically signifying Obi-Wan finally leveled up to his potential enough to see force ghosts. And um, it, it was so cool to see Qui-Gon back in that capacity. And like I said, it left them down their path of a season two of, you know, rebuilding the Jedi Order, basically. Now, again, we need a Vader show because we need to see pissed off Vader going ham on the galaxy and just building this empire into some crazy force to be reckoned with and just going nuts. We don't, you know, he can cross paths with Obi-Wan, I guess. Um, But we, you know, we've been down that path. We don't. It would be cool to see them cross paths, but if we can see Vader just going through the galaxy. DC, what's up? Welcome. Thank you for coming through. If we can see Vader, like, going off on his own in the galaxy with building the Empire and just being a complete ass across the universes, that would be a show in itself, and I'm all for it. But if they want to give us another season of Obi-Wan and Vader fighting each other, you can do that too because that fight scene was the best Star Wars thing ever. It was awesome. It was 100% awesome. Beyond awesome. I I can't say much else. Like, I get goosebumps thinking about the fight. It was incredible. Incredible. Uh, When when Obi-Wan levels up and just shoots the rocks off from being buried and and just lifts a whole thing of rock. Oh my god, bro. It was so cool. That whole scene was so cool, man. And the girl who is um, young Leia, what a great casting choice. She was awesome. She killed it. That girl has a bright future in acting because she was incredible. Um, so shout out to her. I don't know her real name. Uh, so I apologize, but she put a master class of acting <laughs> um for for especially somebody of her age and uh Hayden Christensen coming back as Vader and yo and hold on when Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan breaks off, breaks the helmet slices the helmet and you see half of Anakin's face and you know half Vader helmet and and you're hearing Anakin's voice and the Vader voice like fighting each other because the the helmet's all fucked. Oh my god, bro! That whole episode was just a whole like it was insane. We're gonna we're gonna deep dive this shit on Tuesday during the theater room. But that episode was bonkers. It was a completely bonkers. If you're a hint of a Star Wars fan, watch Obi Wan, like. All you need to know about Star Wars is the prequels. You don't need to watch Mandalorian. I'm obviously watch Mandalorian because it's top tier Star Wars. 
but as far as like continuity and like chronicle time uh, in, uh of like the events you just need to watch the prequels and then you can watch obi-wan it's like it's masterful it's a masterpiece of star wars cinema on disney plus it was so good and uh i think the next show coming to disney plus is um andor and that's going to be basically if i'm not mistaken uh just it's going to introduce Thrawn, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mr. Buzzworth says, no question after this show, Vader needs his own show and start his show after the Obi-Wan showdown. Yeah, 100%. Vader needs his own show. Hands down. Uh, Cece says she's chilling. Thank you for coming through, Cece. Um, but yeah. Uh, so next up is Andor, which I believe is in August. And that... I. Th- I think that's going to introduce um, uh, Admiral Thrawn, and uh, it's it's. I, I think that's where they're going to introduce you to this character because Ahsoka in her show is um, going to be hunting Thrawn. That's basically the whole basis of Ahsoka right now. That's her whole purpose is to hunt Thrawn down. So I think Andor they're going to um, kind of introduce him. And then uh, you'll get the full-blown Thrawn in uh, Ahsoka. But, yeah, that's coming, I believe, in August. Also, um, also uh, interesting enough, we had uh, Miss Marvel Episode 3. Um Andor is supposed to be a setup for Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying, like, it's going to um, introduce Thrawn. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to go anymore uh, on Obi-Wan. The the series started, you know, it starts slow. And just like Obi, you know, building up his, uh, his Force abilities, his strength, you know, connecting back to the Force and getting stronger and stronger... Um, the episodes get stronger and stronger as it goes. So um, I highly recommend it. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. But uh, if you want to hear us deep dive on the whole series and uh, really get into this finale, um, tune into the theater room on Tuesday because it's going to be a good one. Um, but Miss Marvel, episode three. I, 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 I like the episode. Like, here's my problem with Miss Marvel. The the stuff I'm seeing, I, I kind of like. I don't hate it. I like it. it it's kind of cool. Um, the show is clearly not for me. And I understand that. It, it's definitely for kids. It's for, you know, teenagers, essentially. The weird thing, uh, which... It's weird that it gives me that strong of, like, a teeny bopper vibe... When uh, Spider-Man's also a high schooler, and we don't get that vibe. At least I don't. I don't get this vibe of, like, man, this Spider-Man movie is too young for me. You know, like, I get that vibe with Miss Marvel. It's kind of... It's strange. It's kind of... It's strange. 
But at the same time, they do show you some cool things in it. But um, what's really weird about episode three and has me completely lost on what's happening. Um, the bracelet that essentially gives or activates however, whatever she is, activates her power, Miss Marvel's power. The bracelet comes from a temple, a buried temple of the Ten Rings. So her bracelet is like part of the Ten Rings. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like why, why would her powers be associated with the Ten Rings when she's like essentially is supposed to be an inhuman? But they're calling her people like jinns, which is like, you know, an, an other another dimension uh, being. And then the people hunting her, the, wanting the bracelet, um, were called, uh, what were they called? Something with a C. I can't remember. It was something with a C. It, it was just like, I'm so confused on like who these people are. Because we know what they're supposed to be, but it's changed into this other thing, and I, I'm completely lost. I don't know the history on it. I like, I, I couldn't tell you if it's made up just for the show, which it, in my eyes it seems to be. But if there is actual Marvel history of what's happening, I, I have no knowledge of it at this point. I'm just highly confused. On, uh, because she's supposed to be an inhuman, you know, she gets, she's supposed to hit a Terrigen mist. No, she's not, they're not celestials. They're, uh, what the hell was it? Um, let me look it up because it's going to bother me. Uh, this, uh, clandestines, is that it? Yeah, they're clandestines, basically, is what they're called, which is a, a secret family of superhumans from another dimension. So there is some sort of history to it, but it doesn't like... It, I don't... I'm just not... I'm not... It's not making sense to me on why... Someone who's supposed to be an inhuman who gets powers from Terrigen Mist is not an inhuman in the show who gets power from a bracelet from the Ten Rings. I I just don't know what's happening, <laughs> honestly. So that episode three happened. I will learn more in episode four, um, and we'll talk about it again on the theater room. But I I honestly my knowledge of Marvel Comics in this area is uh, nowhere to be found. Like, I, I'm just lost on what's happening and how it ties into 
you know, the bigger picture, I guess. Uh, I mean, Shang-Chi, I get it's more, this is Miss Marvel's more connected to Shang-Chi than, uh, Captain Marvel at this point. I, I, it's a cosmic 10 ring. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. We'll, we'll find out, I guess, in episode four or, or something. It's just super confusing. So episode three happened last week as well, this past week. And, uh, I'm more lost now than I was when I, we started that show. So. Um, sticking with Marvel. Marvel put out a big announcement that they are returning to Hall H at the San Diego Comic-Con. And um, the question is, what are they going to announce? They don't show up to Comic-Con Unless they have something major to announce. And um, the last time they were there, which was, I believe, 2018 or 2019, they announced Phase 4. And Phase 4 is coming to an end next week, basically. Or in two weeks. We are at the end of Phase 4. Thor, Love and Thunder... As you can see from this image, um, if you're watching on Twitch and YouTube, was supposed to come out in November. Thor is now coming out in July, in a couple weeks, and it is the final movie of Phase 4. Everything else came out already. We saw Doctor Strange. We saw What If, Loki, Hawkeye, WandaVision, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Falcon, Black Widow... All these movies came out. We saw, and also, you know, um, uh, Spider-Man. Marvel doesn't list it because it's a Sony property, but Spider-Man's in there. Um, we saw all that. Thor is the last thing on the list. And um, unless She-Hulk is somehow phase four as well, which is very possible. But as far as the movies go, Thor is the last. And... Uh, uh, the running theory is they're going to announce phase five at hall H and probably give us a trailer to something they've been working on. Maybe black Panther two. Maybe we get, um, maybe we get, uh, something from guardians three cause they've been filming. Um, who knows? Who knows what they show us? If we could get daredevil footage, um, for, for Disney plus, you know, who knows? sky's the limit of what Marvel Studios can show us. But I I I believe we're going to get phase 5 roadmap, which is going to be awesome. We're going to see the legit roadmap and phase 5, the end of phase 5 is going to finally be um I'm not going to call it the end game, but it's going to be basically the end game of where we've been heading this whole time. Phase four has kind of been like a jumble of random shit, but, um, quantum, uh, Ant-Man quantum, I, I think is going to fall under phase five. And, uh, 
springboard us to where we're heading. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I can't wait to see us. Uh, San Diego, I think, is next month as well. So hopefully, you know, we get the rundown. We'll break down the roadmap and what's coming. And I'm sure there's going to be surprises that we're not expecting. They'll probably announce Fantastic Four and maybe they'll show actors and stuff like that. Um, maybe we'll get something with Blade. Uh, who knows what else? Uh, the sky's the limit. with what they can show us. So I cannot wait for that. When Marvel comes to San Diego Comic-Con, they come big. And uh, that's going to be fun. Um, next is basically a quick thing about Netflix. Um, Netflix is turning into Hulu. They're going to be adding ads to the platform. They're going. It's going to be at a cheaper price, but the ads will be there. And uh, Netflix just continues to get worse and worse as the years go on. Um, then we have Top Gun. Top Gun is reaching a billion dollars. Uh, they are almost there. They they got over uh, the nine hundred million mark. Um, Ant Man will probably be big at San Diego and introduce their new TV series, probably. Um, I, I expect to see something with Black Panther. I expect to see someone Ant Man, uh, possibly Daredevil. We might even get some Deadpool three footage or something with that. Uh, finally, an announcement about X Men. Like, who knows what we're gonna get? But speaking of Top Gun, Top Gun has made it over nine hundred million. Uh, nine hundred million dollars. I'm a big Top Gun fan. I have yet to see this movie because I'm a failure because I've been busy, but I cannot wait to see it. This movie is arguably being called the best movie of 2022. And um, I need to get my ass to the theater and watch it because uh, I was expecting it to be insane to begin with. So if everyone legit, everyone who's seen the movie is saying it's ridiculous, it's the best movie of the year. Um, I can't wait to see it. So shout out to Tom Cruise and Top Gun uh, for smashing the box office right now. Um, and lastly, we have the boys. I am a piece of shit and haven't been catching up on the boys. Uh, I'm still I've only watched episode one. So the watch parties will start back up. Episode two will be next. Um, we'll be doing that this week. Um, so stay tuned for that. But um, apparently the last episode was out of control and uh, everyone was talking and going crazy over it. So I can't wait to catch up and see what the hell happened. So we'll be trying to do that. Um, and that's going to, uh, you know, kind of blend us into the gaming verse now. Uh, Hideo Kojima recently just announced that he was in the process of making a, a new game that was going to be similar to The Boys. Um, he halted the project after watching a few episodes of The Boys Season 1. And the reason he halted the project was he didn't want to get influenced by The Boys because the game was basically the same thing as what the boys is you know like realistic superheroes in a realistic world like what would happen (laughs) 
like if superpowered people existed in our world what would what would it look like and that's the boys and i guess that was the game he was creating and he stopped watching the boys to not influence his uh his thinking on his on the game but for right now i guess whatever game he was working on is halted um but i thought that was interesting And gets me thinking of what would a boy's uh, video game look like. It's not going to be like Avengers or Spider-Man, right? Like, yeah, those those games are, you know, like Spider-Man's fantastic. The writing and everything is fantastic or whatever. But you can't make the boys like that. Like, I feel like the boys would have to be a gory mess of like wild shit I, I don't even know how I don't know how you would do it as a video game but it would be dope <laughs> I'd be all about it um also some TV gaming news uh we have um Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order and the new game Jedi uh, Survivor that's coming um it was announced that we are getting a Disney Plus TV show revolving around Cal Kestis, which is amazing. I was thinking we were going to see him um, somehow in Obi-Wan or uh, somewhere in, you know, Mandalorian or something like that. But it could make sense that he's just not found yet. You know what I mean? Like he's just out there not found yet like just remaining dormant in his own he could have been one of the jedi that's gone through that tunnel from obi-wan like who knows um but he they announced that he's getting his own show which is awesome because he's a great actor to begin with and his character was amazing in the game and i can't wait to continue as his character in the game and uh I 100% can't wait to watch a show with his character. So look out for that because um, that's going to be a fun trailer to watch when we finally get that. I feel like he's going to pop up in a show before, in some sort of show before we see him in his own. You know what I mean? Just to kind of get some more hype around it and um, to get people to in- introduce to the character who haven't played the games yet. You know what I mean? Uh, Mr. Butler says it could be like Dead Space or even the Resident Evil games. The boys game would have to be a third person game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Third person. It would have to be as gory as like Resident Evil. Um, Yeah, that game would be just be out of control. But um, yeah, no. So Cal Kestis is coming to Disney Plus live action and I cannot wait. Uh, next up, we have, real quick, Microsoft Edge. Now, why am I bringing up an internet browser? Um, Microsoft announced that Edge is adding a gaming tab to the homepage. Um, so basically, it's going to be your a customizable homepage that's going to be littered with gaming news and stuff like that. Um, and if you're signed into your Xbox account, 
it's going to be news tailored to you and also give you um, news and uh, notifications and things pertaining to your account and like the games that you have downloaded and the games you like and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, it's not really needed, but it's kind of cool. Figure out, throw it out there and mention it. So look out for Edge's uh, gaming update, I guess. Next up, TMNT. This game came out a couple weeks ago. And um, if you've been watching or listening to this podcast in the past, in any episode that involved the Turtles, I've mentioned a million times how excited I am to play this game and I can't wait for it. And um, now that it's out, it lives up to that expectation. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge is a 9 out of 10. It's a 9 out of 10. It's not a 10 because it's not long enough. The game needs to be longer. It loses a point because it it's not enough gaming. I need more. I need more. I don't know what else to say other than I need more of this game. So it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, it hits you in every way. Nostalgia. It, it's a classic beat-em-up old school game. And it feels and acts just like the old school arcade games did back in the day. Turtles in Time. Um, Turtles 2 Arcade. Like it legit feels just like that. And the fact that it's six player co-op and you can have all four turtles, April Splinter, Casey Jones is coming. Not yet, but he's coming. And who knows who else they're adding. Like you can legit have six players co-op running through this thing. And it's just silly fun. The game is silly fun. I would love to have a community day where we're all playing together. And just beating the piss out of this game. Just having laughs. Like. This game is so much fun. Mr. Buzzworth says. TMNT is so much fun. I agree. I just said it a thousand times. And I'll say it a thousand more. It's a fantastic game. It's basically perfect. Other than it's not long enough. It's so much fun. Like. The levels. They're like kind of variants of the old school levels with twists to them. Um, It like basically moves the same, like it's left to right. And then all of a sudden the level will go down and but it's very, you know, 2D um, in its own way. And then you have, you know, your level where you're on like a hoverboard or whatever, you know what I mean? Like a skateboard, hoverboard, whatever. It's like it's, it hits you all the nostalgia feels, man. It's perfect. It's perfect. It just needs to be longer. They made it too short for us, man. Us old school heads who love turtles. Like this, the game is so good. It is so good. And I cannot wait for the collections to come out. The Cowabunga collection to come out. I think that comes out um, in the fall. Because I'm going to play the shit out of the old school games on top of this one as well. Like this game is a type of game like I I got this game for free on my game pass uh, for PC 
I still ended up buying the game on my Switch. <laughs> I had to because now I can sit on the couch or wherever and rock out this game without having to sit out my setup. Like, that's how, how much fun this game is. I'm like, even though it's free, I'm still buying it for other platforms so I can play it. Like, it's just the game is well worth it. If if you don't have Game Pass, you have PlayStation or um, Nintendo Switch. It's only like 20 bucks. Highly, highly recommend it. If you're a fan of Ninja Turtles, if you're not a fan of Ninja Turtles and you just want to play a beat em up game, that's silly fun. Highly recommend it. It is fantastic. Um, with that being said, quick announcement. Santa Monica and Corey Barlog uh, heavily hinting on news coming from God of War. Um, the rumor is there is a PlayStation State of Play coming up, um, which is going to be heavily God of War focused. That is the rumor. We don't know if it's true or not. There has been no announcement of that. But the rumor is that it's going to be a God of War heavy focused uh, state of play. And we'll finally get our release date. And when Corey Barlog is, you know, he's thrown out, you know, encrypted messages on Twitter and things like that. We know something is brewing. We know something's brewing. Naughty Dog did the same thing like for Last of Us. Like we know something's brewing and they're about to spill. Or no, he did this for the God of War announcement like ages ago, uh, on a previous state of play when they finally announced it. Something's brewing and he's not allowed to say it yet, but we're gonna hear about it soon. Um so that is the current rumor God of War. So stay tuned, keep your eyes peeled for that. Lastly, well not lastly, we have one more thing after this. GTA 6. Yeah, yeah, GTA 6. The game that's never coming. Um, There's been a lot of leaks and rep from reputable uh, sources who's leaked a lot of stuff involving the current game. You know, with the online updates, you know, announcing Dr. Dre being a part of the, on, you know, the online update. And then that ended up being true and stuff like that. So he... His leaks have been, you know, legitimate for the most part. And um, one, of, one of the leaks is saying that Nico, Nico, um, what the hell was his last name? Was it Nico Bellic from GTA 4 is going to be uh, a playable character or... Um, a story mode character of some sort. He's going to be involved again in GTA. And um, people are thinking he's going to be in GTA 6. Now, obviously, that's just a rumor. There's also a rumor of Michael from GTA 5 returning and being a part of GTA 6. Now, some people are thinking, hey, maybe Michael is filming a movie in uh, Vice City, and that's what's bringing him down there. It's very possible. Um, it could also just be possible that Michael's just... Yeah, Nico Bellic. I thought so. Um, it's also possible that Michael's just returning for uh, an online, a future online update that's coming. Um, which comes to the next week that 
a Liberty City expansion is possibly coming to the current GTA Online map, which would be incredible for one, because Liberty City is my favorite city in all of uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, so, and the also, well, you know, this is going to my next point um, of GTA 4 remake possibly in the works. They've remade every game, basically, besides GTA 4 at this point. GTA 4 is running off of a Xbox 360 PS3 engine, so it needs a remake if they are going to be doing that. Um, if they're in the world of remakes right now, GTA 4 definitely needs love in that respect. But if they are planning on remaking 4 and they're going to plan on expanding the GTA Online world and add Liberty City to it because they're making it because they have it made for the remake. You know, you catch what I'm saying like they have they're built, rebuilding the city, they're going to add it to online, they're going to add it to the remake. Nico Bellic is returning. Is he returning because of the remake? Is he returning to add to the online story that's, you know, ever evolving we don't know but it's interesting to see how this plays out also gta 6 is the campaign is said to uh, be including a brother sister um protagonist where you know they have different paths like the brother is a dea agent in vice city where the sisters, you know, a cartel member or something like that. Um, the prologue of the game from this leak is saying it's going to start in Brazil or Colombia, you know, somewhere in South America. Um, and then, you know, it'll after the prologue, it'll, you know, jump time to the current uh, the current time in a, in a modern day, you know, Vice City. So it's going to be interesting to see um, as we get closer to some sort of announcement of GTA 6. But um, we may see bits and pieces of GTA 6 coming to life in the online world. So we just, you know, I hate telling people be patient, but we got to be patient <laughs> because the more that the leaks are coming out means the more that the game is getting finished and that there's more information to put out. You know what I'm saying? So like we're inching closer to the big reveal and I cannot wait, but if we're going to get a giant, you know, update and have Liberty city added to online. And then all of a sudden we have vice city added to online. And now we have, what los santos vice city liberty city all in the online world like the map is evolving the possibilities are endless and for modders who do gta rp um you know role play gta like i do um if you watch me on my scythex channel we do a lot of gta rp there on no pixel and the map is only Los Santos because that's all that's available right now. Um, you know, other servers, you know, play around with the old school Liberty City, but it looks so bad because it's 
there's not much they can do because it was built for the PlayStation 3. It was built for the Xbox 360. So if if they remake Liberty City, there's potential for the role players to get a server in Liberty City and have it look amazing or have, you know, a map of Los Santos Vice City and Liberty City and have all three cities be connected in the same world and be able to fly to each other, drive to each other, whatever. And just expand the world of roleplay and expand the world of GTA Online in general would be dope as hell. So I'm excited for the news. GTA 6 is one of the most anticipated games ever. Um, GTA 5, love it or hate it. It is the single most uh, successful video game of all time. It's lasted three decades, three generations of consoles, and it's outsold every single generation. <laughs> like, there's no disputing the success of GTA 5. And the fact that they can just keep remaking it and then people still keep buying it and the sales are through the roof and all this shit and they're constantly evolving the online world which is cool um, but it's in the GTA 5 world still it's the fact that they're still supporting it for this long just tells you you know how successful that game is and um, I cannot wait to see what 6 brings us and how it amplifies what we've been used to and it in a GTA 5, you know what I mean? Like, possibilities are endless with this. I, I cannot wait for GTA 6. And if the remake of GTA 4 is coming, sign me up. Um, the last bit of gaming news before we break down what's coming out in July is Overwatch was announced. Um, Overwatch 2, it was, I'm sorry, let me start over. It was announced that Overwatch 2 is not uh, going to um, join Overwatch 1 on the launcher. It's going to replace Overwatch 1. So if you're a fan of Overwatch 1 and you're still playing it heavy, Overwatch 2 is just going to wipe that game off and uh, take over. What if you hate Overwatch 2 and you want to go back to 1? Too bad. It's taking over, <laughs> which is unfortunate. I think that sucks. It's, you should have both. I'm sure there's going to be a giant outcry and they're going to re-add one to the list again because it from from what I'm hearing is no one's really excited for Overwatch 2. A lot of people just think it's, you know, it's basically Overwatch 1. It's just like a copy pasta. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see when it finally um, comes out, which brings us to... The July releases. Now, these are the games that are um, scheduled as far as we know to come out in July. There could be a state of play, a Nintendo Direct or an Xbox announcement that kind of fills in, you know, dates and shows, uh, uh, gives us new games that might come out this month. But as of now, this is what we know. Uh, Arcadegon. Arcadegon. Uh, this is coming out on new gen um, and old gen, July 5th. Um, F1 Racing 
2022 is coming out on a PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, July 1st. Um, Klonoa Fantasy Riviere series is coming out on the Switch July 8th. Monument Valley Panoramic Edition and Monument Valley 2 Panoramic Edition is coming to PC on July 12th. Um, Crut the Mythic Wings is basically on all platforms coming July 12th. Um, Zell on PC and Switch on July 12th. Loop Mancer on PC July 13th. The Tale of Biston on PC, Xbox One, and Series X on July 13th. Um, and I'm guessing the PC is Game Pass. Uh, Super UFO Fighter is coming to PC and Switch, which is July 14th. That's interesting. Super UFO Fighter. That could be interesting. Um, Clan Folk is a Steam Early Access PC game, July 14th. Uh, Stray, which is coming to PC, PS4, and PS5, July 19th. Uh, Stray is going to also be free and included in your PS Plus um, if you're a member of PS Plus which nowadays everyone pretty much is um, that is going to be a free game to download to add to your library uh, when the game is released uh, Stray is basically the cat game <laughs> your cat roaming around the city uh, we don't really know what your objective is but maybe it's just to get a bowl of milk who knows but um it is free. You'll be able to download it, check it out, whatever. That's coming July 19th. As Dusk Falls. It's coming out on PC, Xbox One, and Series X. Uh, July 19th. Endling Extinction is forever. PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. July 19th. Wayward Strand. PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Switch. All platforms, pretty much. July 21st. Post Void, PS4, PS5, and Switch, July 21st. Capcom Arcade Second Stadium, July 22nd. That's going to be fun. There's a lot of Capcom Arcade games coming. Um, Bear and Breakfast, PC Switch, July 28th. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Switch, July 29th. That's a pretty big uh, release right there. And Live Alive, I guess. Um... It's coming to the Switch on, in, it doesn't even say, July 29th, I guess. Or July 30th, possibly. But, um, cuts off. But, yeah, so those are all your July games. Again, more could be coming. It's just not announced yet. We'll find out. Uh, if either Finch 2 don't stop, we riot. Facts confirmed. Trigon, welcome to the chat. Thank you for showing up when it's over. GG, my guy. Just playing, bro. Um, thank you for coming through. But uh, yeah, so those are the games for July. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what gets added. Because uh, we do have a state of play coming, like I said. It, was, um, it wasn't officially announced, but it's heavily, heavily hinted that it's coming. And uh, the focus is most likely going to be God of War. So we'll see what happens. But maybe they announce other games as well coming in July. Um next episode is episode 10 we'll see what kind of crap we get into episode episode 10 um uh we'll probably be talking about 
uh, Thor Love and Thunder possibly. Because uh, I think it'll be out by the time the next episode comes out. And who knows what other game announcements we have until then. We're in game announcement season. We're not in game release season, unfortunately. But um, we got Comic-Con coming. We got who knows what other announcements coming in the gaming world. So there's there's a lot there's a lot coming and uh, we'll be on top of it. We'll try to get you all the information we can that we think is, you know, important enough to talk about and exciting enough to talk about. And we'll see what happens. But that will do it for episode nine. Um, shout out to Matt Churn for uh, giving us the song Jungle and um the link will be in the description. So shout out to Matt Churn for the beat. And uh, shout out to everyone in Gen Nation who's listening live on Twitch. Hit that follow button if you are new. If you were watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Throw a comment in there. And um, let us know what you thought of this episode and what you're excited for. And uh, if you are listening on the podcast channels... We appreciate it. We see you out there. Um, The numbers don't lie. You guys are listening and we see that. So we appreciate that. We appreciate that a lot, honestly. And um, again, we do have merch available. Uh, The merch will directly, you know, support the channel. um, Help us provide more content, uh, better content for you. And uh, we also have a sub button on Twitch. So... Um, if you're feeling like supporting the channel in that way, that would be greatly appreciated. But again, this is episode nine. So if you, um, if you're looking for, you know, episode uh, two and stuff like the earlier episodes are going to start falling off the podcast channels, just a FYI, because we're running <laughs> We need the storage for the new episode. So we're going to start, you know, kicking off the old ones and, you know, introducing all the new episodes. This way you'll always have the current stuff. And if you want to listen to the old stuff or catch up on something you miss, it'll always be on YouTube. So you have that available to you. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can get that older um, content as it falls off the podcast channels. Because let's be real, we need the space for the for the newer stuff. Um so we appreciate you uh, rocking us, uh, rocking with us with that. And um, yeah, that'll do it. This is episode nine. I am Scythex. I appreciate you guys all listening. And we'll see you next time. And uh, Theater Room coming Tuesday. Stay tuned for that. We're going to dive deep into Obi-Wan more than I did here today. So um, yeah, got a lot to talk about. See you next time. <laughs>